I'm Jim and this is On The Left Side, The Funny Football Show. Wherever you are, wherever you come from in the world, this is a city that's built on dreams. Today, you made my dream come true. If there is one man who can spot a marketing opportunity in the same way that John Terry can spot a bored teammate's wife, then it's David Beckham. And so it seems the current international break was the perfect chance for Bex to unveil his master plan for his new MLS team. And that master plan would be titled Inter Miami CF. Hang on. Inter Miami CF. Not only has Beck seemingly picked a new club name in the same way a group of lads, lads, lads would select their new five-a-side team name by taking an existing club and adding a shit pun to it. I'm sure he rejected Murtasaka Emptiness, the Neville Wears Prada, and murder on the dance floor in the process. But he also clearly made a spelling mistake in his pitching document and then just tried to style it out. Into Miami CF? You sure you don't mean FC, as in football club? Uh, no, uh, definitely CF. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's CF, not FC, CF. To be fair, they've not held back on the launch a full two years before. We're even likely to see Miami live up to its reputation as the retirement capital of the rich and famous and welcome a whole host of elderly, close-to-retirement footballing superstars to kick balls in anger in the Miami sunshine. <laughs> But already Beckham himself is standing in front of a camera and bigging up the new footballing brand on the block. I always gravitated to, you know, the old South American crests and the logos and the colours because the, the South American flavour, because it's what Miami is all about. What the fuck are you talking about, mate? You know Florida is in North America, right? I mean, I know it's hot and got flamingos and stuff, but... It's a whole different continent. There was plenty from the launch to report on for the newspapers. The launch of a major footballing power, the clever modern design of the badge, or even the sheer balls of building a massive footballing brand ahead of any real logistics like, say, having a ground to play in. But I guess that tactic seems to be working for Spurs right now. However, the Sun newspaper took a surprise angle on the whole thing by reporting instead on David Beckham's hair, with the headline... Tearful fans mourn the loss of David Beckham's famously versatile hair. The article in question has no mention of anyone showing even the slightest emotion of any kind over the pictures of Beckham, apparently sitting on top, but also eating a burger, having a swim and drinking a drink, all discussed in very heavy detail and probably all with much more journalistic importance than the idea that a 43-year-old man might not have quite as much hair as he did in his 20s. Big news. Mm -hmm. But on the topic of badge design, taking a few years to design one badge is one thing. Imagine designing hundreds of new club crests in just a few weeks. If you've been anywhere near social media for the last few weeks, you may have stumbled across Bands FC, a new art project that has been combining club badges with the logos of your favourite musical acts with awesome results. What started off as a half-joking conversation after a gig just a few weeks later now has a Twitter account with almost 40,000 followers and a newly launched exhibition at the National Football Museum in Manchester. I wanted to find out more. I'm at the Football Museum with Mark Liptrot, who is one of the men behind Bands FC. Mark, tell me how this started and how, I mean, 
it seems massive considering it's what four or five weeks yeah, old yeah it's actually six weeks since the first idea it started around the time of the world cup there was myself Tim Burgess from the Charlatans, Nick Fraser who works with the Charlatans, yeah. and we, we were just sending text basically to each other about like World Cup fever, people needing to be uh, kind of promoting themselves as a football team to get noticed. Uh, <laughs> Jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And so we thought, right, what if bands did that? And so knocked up a few ideas and then it just escalated and we were just sending loads and loads of crests to each other and, and sometimes we'd see a crest of Hensford and go, it's got black keys on it. <laughs> oh, there's only one band that could be the black keys so you know it, it became a bit like that I mean people have really buzzed off it the idea of combining their favourite football teams with their favourite bands yeah. and it's just got massive how many of these designs have you put together in six weeks um, almost 400 wow um, we've took on some designer friends helping us out with that Stan Chow's one of them a uh, local designer and then some people who, who I knew and some people that had uh, sent ideas in that were good and so we took them on board as well and uh, how much sleep have you had in that time designing 400 really, badges not, in six weeks? Not much at all, no. Right, you've got 400 badges here. I'm going to test you and see how oh many you can remember. I'm going to give you a club or a band, and I want to see if you can remember <laughs> the connected artist or football club. And I know there's multiple for go some on. of them, so we'll see I'll how many you can go with. Right, we're going to start. Scunthorpe. I don't know, man. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> this is tight. Iron Maiden. No, Rage Against the Machine. No, Rage Against right, the Machine. It is. Rage no, Against the Machine. Right, one nil. One nil. I hope yeah. you're keeping this in because I yeah. won. I won. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's see if I know this one. <laughs> Leeds United. Well, there's a few. There's Love, the Blue Tones, and we've just done Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, and the Hookworms. I love Hookworms. Wow. And I really like doing their badge because on the Leeds badge it was another crest. It had these kind of uh, diagonal lines, and on the Hookworms album they're like wavy lines. So I warped all the lines so and stuff why have you done Leeds so many times obviously they've had a few different badges Aye. the most recent ones Divided Fans that's the one that's yeah. Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds well they were completely different so a lot of times when clubs rework a badge it, it's slightly different perhaps tidied up a bit yeah simplified but they're completely different all of them Kings of Leon okay. which club was that uh, Leon yeah, yeah, Olympic right, Leonace. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, very good. France, well, I don't yeah. Do you know what? I looked at that badge and I was trying to work out the connection between yeah. Kings of Leon Plus and Olympic Leonace and I couldn't work it out, but yeah. Well, we Leon. had somebody say, why have you used Lincoln for the Pixies? Because it has a, well, it has an imp. Right. And we're like, is that it? Pixies and imp? Well, yeah, of course, that's it. What else do you want? Well, then the connections <coughs> well, are wide and varied. Somebody said, the band are from Boston and Lincoln is also in Boston, right. America. So that's a brilliant link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't know that. <laughs> right, last one. What club did you do for the Wurzels? We haven't done the Wurzels. Oh, well done. <laughs> but, we, but we have got the Wombles on the card. Have you? Oh, aye. We Guess which team? We've got to be Wimbledon. Of course. Of course, there's one card number Mike Bartu did all the Wombles music. He's probably sold more records than half of these guys. So. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> so he qualifies, yeah. Mark, great to meet you. Great exhibition as well. Good luck Thanks. with it. Thank you very much. You can find more about Bands FC and some of the charities that their work has been helping on Twitter, at underscore bands underscore FC. And speaking of good deeds, let's talk Wilf Zahar, who has been doing nothing to reinforce the traditional stereotype that all footballers are self-centred, misogynistic millionaires after donating a whole load of cash to help fund Crystal Palace ladies for the season ahead. This all started last week when a story emerged in The Guardian 
that the players for the female Eagles had been asked to hand over 250 quid each if they wanted to play in the newly formed FA Women's Championship this season. The club claimed they were simply encouraging their team to seek sponsorship and to build links with the local community. But for many, it looked an awful lot like a club that made an annual profit of £13 million last season not being willing to put its hand in its own pocket and pay for the team. And it just didn't seem fair. All right then, Mr Equal Rights. When was the last time you went to a ladies' game, eh? <laughs> Hypocrite. <laughs> well, I don't think I've actually ever been to a game that's... Thought not. Go on then. Name me one single female player at Crystal Palace. Go on. Go on. Uh, Christine Benteke? Look, that's not really the point. There is no argument that the men's game has more fans, more attention and makes more money than the women's game. But the whole point of creating this new league is to allow the women's game to be more professional and create a more even footing. Surely, the first step in seeing more equality in sport begins with treating people more equal, even if they do have boobs. Yeah. <laughs> boobs. Boobies. <sighs> Plus, when you consider that the club spends £120,000 a week on Christian Benteke's wages, that makes a £250 per season for each member of the ladies' team look like the kind of deal you see people punching old ladies for on Black Friday. Many fans were quick to point out the ironic timing of the announcement as well, it coming 48 hours after Crystal Palace talisman Wilfred Zahar signed a new £130,000 a week deal, a weekly pay packet that would cover the entire ladies' team's fees 1,229 times over. The general feeling being, why shouldn't he pay their fees too? Yeah, he's got shitloads of money. While he's at it, he should be forking out for all the underpaid NHS staff, firefighters and teachers as well. To be fair to Wolf, he already gives a reported 10% of his salary to charity. And there is no real reason why he should feel guilty just because football is insane enough to consider the ability to kick a ball really hard and run really fast worthy of higher reward than, say, performing a life-saving heart operation. It just does. But obviously, he did. Because what followed was a tweet by Crystal Palace ladies that read In a sport that is too often shown through negative comment and sentiment, we've today been inspired by a stunning gesture from at Wilfred Zaha, demonstrating real desire to help develop football ambition within his club. Sincerest thanks to a gent who knows what it means to be at CPFC. It turns out Zahar has taken some of his new contract and made a significant contribution to the team's running costs in a move that can only be described as bloody nice. Well done, mate. It's nice to be able to talk about a truly good deed in the game for once. Now, if you could just score a few more goals and make it worthwhile me having you in my fancy football team, I might stop taking the piss for a bit. That is it for another On The Left Side. I'll be back soon with another episode of Football Funny. There's two of them a week, you know. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss either of them. You can do that by clicking the button however you're listening right now on whatever device and in whatever app. Or you can just head over to ontheleftside.co.uk where all the links are there for you, along with a load more besides. Hasta la vista, baby. That means goodbye. Bye. On the Left Side is written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson. Whoa.